Hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the Sea of Red live podcast, the basketball edition. The show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the Reverend Will Matthews. Uh, Will, how appreciative of Coach Richie McKay are you this <laughs> Very. I'm just glad not to be talking about football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming up on tonight's show, uh, Kyle Road is scheduled to join us. Uh, talk about a busy week for the Flames. Uh, played the Cancun Challenge, then came right back and uh, played a home game yesterday. Uh, and of course, Richie Longshots will be by uh, later on tonight uh, with your best college basketball picks of the week. All right, before we get started tonight, if you are watching on YouTube, please take two seconds, hit that like button. Uh, while you're there, subscribe to the channel. Sea of Red pumping out all kinds of great content, uh, some big time press conferences. Uh, the views have been getting racked up on there. Uh, a certain press conference yesterday mm. really got some love, but Sea of mm. Red, all kinds of great content. John did a really cool interview. Um, this week that's up on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. Subscribe, like, all those things really helps us see a red. Uh, continue to uh, grow the channel and, and provide more content uh, for you guys. And then the Sea of Red podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on whatever your favorite platform is. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And like I said, it really helps us continue to grow the show. So, well, let's uh, jump right into it before we uh, uh, get to uh, Kyle Road and talk about uh, a big week for Liberty. Um, the Cancun Challenge. Uh, well, what's your kind of overall thoughts mm -hmm. on these, these kind of tournaments? Yeah, I like it, especially if we're going to have trouble scheduling. These tournaments give us a good chance to see some teams that maybe we wouldn't see otherwise on a neutral floor. I feel like it gives us a pretty good chance of getting some upsets, getting some signature wins on the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go really quickly go through these games, kind of give you a quick update on the week. Me and Will will uh, break each game down a little bit more uh, later on in the show. Uh, but Liberty does fall to Northwestern in the first game of the week, 66-52. Uh, Liberty actually led by 12 points at one point in the first half. Uh, Darius Me got in a little bit of foul trouble um, and it just really weren't able to rebound from that. Um, well, what was kind of any, any thoughts on, on this game real quick? Yeah, it seemed to be one of those games where maybe Northwestern didn't necessarily beat us. Maybe we beat ourselves a little bit in this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in, in the, the 18 turnovers, I think, um, um, would definitely kind mm -hmm. of, you know, lean to that. And I know, Richie McKay and his uh, post-game press conferences, which is available on a CF Red YouTube channel. Uh, talked a lot about the turnovers, and I seem to be really disappointed in that. Um, but that did sort of remedy itself a little bit. The next day, Liberty got a big win over Bradley, 55-44. Uh, uh, it was the fewest points um, that Bradley had scored in 112 games. <laughs> so that, that, wow. in it, that in itself is pretty wild. Um, Bradley also got their best player back later on in the week when they came mm -hmm. back home. So Bradley, that might be a win that really ages well for Liberty. Um, Will any uh, any thoughts on on this one 
holding the team to 44 points. Is that kind of the, the vintage Liberty basketball? Yeah, it seemed like after that um, incredible game against um, Southern Miss that the they went into Cancun playing a little bit better defense, and that was probably the best defensive performance of this past week against Bradley. It was the best defensive performance uh, of the week. <clears throat> and we said last week, you know, just going out, coming out of the tournament with one win, and we'd be okay with that. And Bradley is – a decent team. They've been a decent team for years. They've been a tournament team. Um, I believe picked second to win their conference. And so I thought it was a great win over a good mid-major team. I thought it was a, it was a nice win coming off that Northwestern game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. De definitely agree with that. Blake Preston, really, really good in, yeah. uh, in that game. Really cool to see him um, uh, kind of uh, just, just buy his, buying his time. Um, and, and that was a game that was really a good matchup for him, and he really, um, really played really well, and was a huge reason Liberty is able to to, to pull out that win. Uh, and then then the Flames uh, come back home, uh, beat Delaware State, uh, eighty fifty three, uh, cover a twenty four point spread, which is uh, uh, always cool. Really tough to do. It's it's not in Liberty style to <clears throat> to to uh, you know run up the score. Um, I know this game wasn't on TV. Me and Will didn't get to catch it. I, I, I did my best to follow him on the radio. Alan York and Anthony Smith did a, uh, an awesome job on the radio. Uh, but Will, uh, Darius, 2,000 points. What, mm -hmm. a, what a career. Fourth player joining uh, uh, Larry Blair and, and company. Uh, what's your thoughts on Darius hitting 2,000? Somebody say Larry Blair. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, glad he came back for this season and able to accomplish that. You know, I was committed to watching A Christmas Story with the family during this time, so I didn't get a chance to listen. I was on my phone a little bit looking at the stats. And, you know, this game was a step up from Regent. So uh, that's about as positive as a thing coming out of that. But again, uh, only 53 points allowed, eight turnovers amazing <laughs> um given what we've seen so far this year so great uh good win um and then you know we'll, we'll talk about some of the games coming up but that was um uh, again a step up maybe just a little bit from regents yeah yeah absolutely hey delaware state uh, only lost to villanova by 10 and yeah. uh and they were a team last year that was pretty good at uh uh, forcing turnovers. So, yeah, the eight turnovers is really, really good. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, we got our guy Kyle Rode on. Uh, we're going to have him join us here in just a second. All right, we are joined now by Kyle Rode and Jason Porter. This is the Liberty Player interview presented by Jason Porter Real Estate uh, Jason, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to have you ask Kyle the first question tonight. Wow, right out of the bat, huh? I got good evening. <laughs> Kyle, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my question, I think, right out of the gate here is seeing a little bit of an interesting trend with you the last three games, man. You've been catching fire a little bit and heating up and shooting real well. Looks like you're uh, shooting the stroke with some confidence. And then a uh, big, uh, big rebound night against Bradley with uh, 10 rebounds a couple games ago. What's what's kind of clicking for you right now? How are you feeling? Are we just uh, sort of maybe seeing that? Or are you feeling some confidence and getting the stroke back? No, feeling good, man. Like like you said, like it always feels good when they go in. And uh, even when you have some misses, man, you just got to 
uh, stay confident and shoot the next one. And uh, that's what our team needs me to do. So I'm going to keep doing that and keep repping that out. It's uh, it's crazy when you go on those trips, man. There's not a lot of gym time either. So uh, really got to just have a great mental mental toughness and uh, stay confident. Hey, Kyle, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, what did you guys eat for Thanksgiving? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, man. So we uh, played on the Wednesday. And then Thursday was our travel day. So got up, had breakfast at the resort, and then we were bused out of there at 9.30. So oh, bus there, it was like an hour and a half to the airport, three and a half hour flight-ish to Charlotte. Got in like, let's say 4.45. Um, got to Lynchburg around 8.30 after a three and something hour bus trip. So <laughs> you can imagine the options in Lynchburg at 9 p.m. <laughs> on Thanksgiving night were not ideal. Uh, so me and the wife had uh, some oatmeal. Uh, I had an apple and some crackers. <laughs> so that was that was Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they made up for it last night uh, after the game. That they, they catered county smoke for us and nice. They had a big spread of wings and sandwiches, and they're the best over there, man. So uh, really appreciate uh, Chelsea getting that for us yesterday. Cal, what was the overall like Cancun experience like? Uh, what what'd you do like, when you got there? What'd you guys do to uh, how's how's the practices and stuff? How, how's that all work? Yeah, no, it's super cool. You don't leave the resort, uh, so it's kind of cool. You you literally walk in your slides to the practice court and to the locker room and back to your room, and uh, there's a beach right outside your door, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool experience, man. Have some high quality teams there. I think there's two two divisions of four teams there. Um, just really cool. It brings you back to your AAU days a little bit. Um, and it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun cause it's hoops and all you can eat food and you can't beat that. <laughs> That's the best kind of all inclusive right there, brother. Exactly, man. Exactly. Kyle, you told me yesterday after the game that, uh, you said that you felt like you guys were just a couple steps away from clicking, you know, really gelling and coming together. what do you mean by that? Yeah, no, I think, I think you kind of can see that like, for instance, the Southern Miss game, I mean, we go on a 26-0 run. Uh, felt like we were doing a really good job defensively, and Peeves and Darius obviously are hitting shots. And then um, you look at the Northwestern game, we had a – I felt like we had a really good half of defense in that first half. And um, just a couple lapses here and there, man, it's just – it's just those – the margin of error shrinks when you play really good teams. And um, so I felt we did – felt like we did a really good job the last two games of trying to put together – uh, 40 minutes um, defensively and offensively and uh, shots will come and go. But at the same time, we want to hang our hat on the defensive end and uh, trying to guard people. So I think the last three or four games, so we've really tried to focus on that and uh, yeah, to try to be who we are. Yeah, Kyle, what was, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week because you guys were on the road, but, um, you know, that you mentioned that 26 point comeback. What was that like going through that? What was your perspective on that? Yeah, it was, it was honestly like I was going into some timeouts and I was just like the crowd was the crowd was roaring. Uh, Peeves is one of my best friends. He was hot. And it was it was almost like yeah. one of those things where like this feels like a movie, like coming back from 26 and um, everybody's saying the right things, right? Like when you're down 26, hey, let's just chip away. Hey, let's get it to 15. Hey, let's get it to 10. And then it starts actualizing. You're like, the belief keeps going up. And uh, so it was just really cool, man. Even even down 26, like the positivity. And uh, we try to respond instead of react. We say that all the time. So we were just trying to respond 
uh, one possession at a time and fell up short in the end, but uh, it was a great learning experience for us. And uh, yeah. Kyle, that, that Northwestern game, you guys got out to that, the 12 point lead early and Darius uh, had to sit with two fouls. Got kind of two part question for you, if you don't mind. First, how, how difficult is it when you have to sit for a long period of the half with two fouls to, um, you know, kind of get back into your groove. And, and then second, um, what, what's your guys' strategy without, without Darius on the floor? Cause you guys are obviously have to play quite a bit differently without, without Darius on the floor. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, just from kind of my perspective, when you go out with two fouls, you're kind of frustrated, right? You're like, dang it, that stinks. I got two fouls. But at the same time, like um, you trust your teammates because they've been putting in the same work every day as you. And so you try to encourage and uh, focus on like the positives of like, hey, like my my brother gets to get in or just try to kind of frame it like that because it keeps you out of the negative. And, but it is difficult to come back sometimes and not have a rhythm or um, especially if you if you get a couple fouls like before the end of the half, you have a 15 minute halftime sit out for 10. So you're probably really sitting for close to 30 minutes before you even uh, touch the floor again sometimes. So it's definitely difficult, but um, you play basketball long enough. It's it's bound to happen. So you kind of figure out how to adjust to it. And then uh, I think the Darius question, man, like having one of the best players in the country, like his usage rate is so so elite for us and we feel like he gives us the best chance to win uh with balls in his hands and making plays for for our team and um, so we just try to obviously it's going to look a little different but uh i think the concepts remain the same of playing together playing unselfish um trying to touch the paint great great get great shots um it just dares uh makes us look really good sometimes <laughs> Kyle, going into the, to, uh, this year, got some – everyone's, of course, matured a year and got some great freshmen uh, with uh, Cleveland and obviously the best-named player on the entire squad, Porter from Little Bias. But uh, what uh, <laughs> – ha, how do you feel like your role has changed a little bit this year as you've gotten older and definitely part of the upperclassmen, upperclassmen set again? How's your role different this year than last year maybe a little bit? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's kind of just increased just incrementally, just uh, trying to get better um, – just keep shooting and keep creating for others. Uh, Darius coming back was huge for us, man. And uh, losing a guy like Keegs, uh, who was such a great leader for us and such a great shooter and did so many little things that people don't recognize too. So um, try to try to take on that a little bit. Um, just help us help us in that way. Um, but so I'd say those are probably the main things. Um, but there's a lot of little things too that you gotta that you gotta do and uh, that are tough to point out sometimes. But those are probably the main things. Yeah, Kyle, just uh, curious, um, you guys coming back from Cancun, and then um, I think you guys have, like, one more tournament coming up, but there's only five or six, you know, out-of-conference games left. Yeah. Like, do these tournament games, does it help you guys going into regular season play, um, conference play, where, you know, these some of these games, like, you only see Bradley, you know, one time, maybe in your career, but you see Stetson, you know, maybe eight times in your career, you know. So uh, how do these kind of games kind of help you to going towards conference season? Yeah, I think probably more so like the physicality in these games, like especially yeah. when you're playing really good mid-major teams, really good high-major teams. Um, the physicality is one thing for sure, just the level of intensity night in, night out. And then a lot of times in those tournaments, you're playing back-to-back -back days or 
one day rest in between. So it's a really good simulation of what March could look like or what a Thursday, Saturday in the ASUN could look like. And uh, it gives you a really good, uh, really good understanding of, Hey, you got to know a scout in 24 hours. You got to know a new team. You know what I mean? So it's great from that perspective and our coaches and athletic training staff do a great job of uh, making sure we're prepared uh, mentally, physically. And uh, so it's really, it's really a cool experience early in the season. Uh, Kyle, uh, Blake Preston had a really good game uh, against Bradley. Um, hadn't played a ton of minutes. Uh, talk about about him and how he was just, you know, stayed ready. And, and maybe th- does he provide a different look for for you guys uh, that you guys in, in certain matchups can really exploit? Yeah, one hundred percent. BP BP is the same guy every single day, no matter how much he plays, no matter how much he scores. Like his attitude uh, is amazing, and I think. Uh, I was so excited to see him uh, dominate, <laughs> dominate a team like that. Like he's 6'10 and has energy and, and is just a, a beast for us. And like you said, provides a different look. Uh, and and uh, it was a great matchup for him, uh, obviously. And it was so excited uh, he performed like that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kyle. Uh, Jason, wanted to ask you, uh, as we're getting into December, getting into the holiday season, uh, what's the real estate market look like and uh, what can you guys do to help uh, help out people in the Lynchburg area? Yeah, definitely a transition in the market. Talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, things have uh, things slowed a little bit. Depends on the interest rate for one thing. That's uh, been a little bit of a, of a uh, reason for pause, but uh, actually just had a a contract last week. We were one of uh, seven offers on a place. So while it's it's slowed in some sectors, if uh, if, if the house is still ready to go and in good shape, it's going to sell pretty quickly. So we've got to be aggressive and be ready to go. Uh, a lot of game planning. I'll stay out of all the sports analogies, but uh, definitely takes mm-hmm. that mindset to, to be ready uh, when when something arises. And and just as I've said in in weeks past, I've got the full team ready to go. I uh, got folks off the bench okay i said it but uh between lenders and and my team's in place ready to help anybody buying selling commercial residential doesn't matter we're uh we're ready to go and and we're working right through uh december 31st of course awesome well jason we really appreciate uh you and hey that was awesome for uh I appreciate you and all you do for uh, Flames fan and all your support of uh, a sea of red. You bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right. Well, that was good stuff. Cow man, he, he never he always brings it every single every single interview. Uh, uh, really has some great insight. All right. Let's dig into these games a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about the Northwestern game a little bit more. I, I want to ask you about this, Will. I. I hate taking a player out with two fouls in the first half, especially a player of, of Darius McGee's caliber. And I, 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 Richie McKay is not the only coach in the country that does this. There are so many coaches that do, but he only ended the game with three fouls. It's just like, man, I, mm-hmm. I just, I want to, I want to see them trust him a little bit more and, and uh, let him play through that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I you know I think it depends on the situation. Um, I, you know, Liberty had a chance to beat Northwestern, so do you want to sit Darius and kind of keep him out of foul trouble for the stretch? But at the same time, I mean, you don't really have anything to lose, even if you lose Darius in this situation. So, 
I, I see it from both sides there. I thought maybe he should have got in towards the end of the first half, even with two fouls. Um, and I just, you know, thought – I thought it was a tale of two halves. And the first half was really good, even part of it without Darius. But they, I, I feel like they still look a little bit lost without Darius at times. Yeah, I mean, you can see if if you're if you're watching uh, the uh, win probability, and uh, it's not hard to tell when Darius came out of the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, it was a a, a quick, uh, uh, you know, downward trend. Um, I don't know. I've I've thought about this a lot. I, I was really like, oh, just. Like I can't stand that that move. And again, he's not the only coach that does that. There's a lot of coaches that do that, and I I can't stand it. Um, yeah. And, and, and to your point, if he gets three fouls, you know, and you still have a chance to beat Northwestern, maybe that's a good good time to bench him over two fouls. Or even if you decide to let him in and he gets four fouls, definitely want to bench him at that point if you still have a chance to beat Northwestern. <clears throat> but finish your thought. I'm sorry. I just. Oh no no it's no! Two fouls. No, I I thought about it a lot. I I wonder if this is maybe one of these these Richie McKay genius things where early in the year he wants Darius to learn. Hey, you can't pick up fouls. I want Darius to play like one of my favorite players of all time, Jimmer Fredette. When he was at BYU, <laughs> he never committed a foul because he he just like didn't like ever like play tough defense like i don't need darius to be reaching in like darius is too important to pick up any kind of fouls if darius commits a foul like he should be knocking someone over is kind of you know how i'm looking at it. i don't want any chief fouls. They, they can't afford to not have them on the floor yeah i you know i don't know that mckay needs to send any kind of signals to mckay uh to mcgee at this point in mcgee's career uh i just think the size of northwestern over liberty just watching the game i just thought it lent itself towards liberty fouling a little bit more and unfortunately it was darius that did it yeah but but nonetheless you know like uh, on the spaces last night you know talking about about liberty football it's it, it's cool that we're upset that or disappointed that we lost to northwestern you know like yeah. five years ago would have been hey we played well we competed with them yay you know i, I didn't i didn't leave feeling great like you know, I was yeah. like, I was disappointed, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the uh, for the state of the program. Yeah, again, I, I mean, I said this, you know, except for the top five or six teams maybe in the country, and we saw Alabama beat Carolina, number one team in the country, in four overtimes tonight. But outside of the top, you know, five or six teams, like I don't think that there's there's anybody that Liberty can't compete with. I mean, I I don't look at hardly any teams and say you know, that's going to be a blowout. I mean, there's a very few, but um, yeah, I, I just think given the defense and if Darius goes off or somebody else goes off, I mean, we can see, we see Brody do that. Um, I, I give Liberty a fighting chance against anybody. Yeah. I was born to the next game. Uh, Liberty uh, knocking off Bradley. This game was just, this was maybe one of the most encouraging Liberty games that I've watched in a long time, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not a, like, we got to hold teams under 50 points, 60 points. I always, you know, me, I, I look at the efficiency numbers and the efficiency numbers. This is one of the, the most efficient games uh, defensively since Richard McKay has come back. Um, and these were the kind of games that Liberty played a lot in uh, uh, 
2019-2020 when they were, you know, I think the the peak of of Liberty basketball to this point. Uh, Man, this game was just they Bradley had no had no answer. They had they had them completely confused. Uh, This was just this was just such a a a good game for for Liberty overall. And um, the 55 points. Yeah, you know what? I mean, that's not great. Um, but but these are the kind of games that you're going to have to win in the ASUN tournament is these style games that are these grinded out games. Um, and, and that to me was really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I thought Bradley's defense was pretty good in that game. <clears throat> uh, if you go back and look at some of our games, even going back towards the end of last year, uh, a lot of teams are scoring a lot of points against our defense. And so to see kind of that switch back to a low scoring game, Against a you know a good Division One opponent, uh, not considering like you know I don't Clark Summit or whoever we might play or Carver or whatever, um, you know you take those games out where they're scoring thirty eight points a game. Um, it was good to see you know this kind of game. What what I loved about our defense and I love it every single game is when Isaiah Warfield comes off the bench and he is just diving on the floor. He is tying people up. I almost want to ask Kyle if they expect Warfield to get them into a melee at some point because he – I mean, he is going to tackle somebody to get the ball. And so he's just an explosive defensive player off the bench. And when him and um, uh, Vinzana are on the floor at the same time, uh, I feel like we have a, a pretty good shot at, uh, at keeping the other team at a low-scoring pace. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Warfield's the kind of guy that's just like the most annoying guy to play against. Oh, but yeah. but after he likes after he like picks your pocket, he says, "Hey, sorry about that. My bad." Like he seems yeah. like such a nice guy that that uh, uh, he probably does. Uh, lastly, my guy Blake Preston. Oh man, it was so good to see him play well. I think oh, yeah. Blake. I think Blake's gonna have some matchups that just really work for him. Uh, he's such an efficient player, man. He he. You know who doesn't ever take a bad shot? Blake Preston, because they're all dunks. They're all dunks. Yeah. That's my kind of guy. Doesn't take any bad shots. Um, really good game for him, and uh, I-, I love that that there's going to be certain matchups for him. I'm excited to see kind of uh, how Richie McKay can use him uh, throughout the year. Um, oh, and, and sorry, here's the the numbers uh, uh, for for Liberty. This was uh, the best efficiency efficiency rating uh, for Liberty since um, the Missouri game. And then before that was all the way back in December of 2020. Uh, and then this was the uh, one of the fewest scoring, lowest scoring games for Liberty um, in the Ken Palm era since 2001, 2002. This was the seventh lowest scoring out of any game. So pretty, uh, pr- pretty wild numbers there uh, defensively. All right. Then at Delaware state uh, we talked about it. I mean, just the, the, the eight turnovers that that to me was is just so encouraging. That's turnovers of defense were the two biggest issues for Liberty. We we hammered it last week, and uh, uh, both of those things they uh, took major strides. I thought this week uh, towards correcting, which is going to be really big as we kind of get into the schedule and talk about some of these games coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, but but there's me two thousand points, five rate for three in this game. Just man, what a what a player! I I I, I I'm just waiting for. Are you kind of well waiting for that stretch where Darius just goes insane for a couple weeks? Like you know it's coming at some point. 
Yeah, you you hope it is. I mean, you see the way that teams play him. Um, you know, again, to your point, turnover, uh, a great <laughs> great turnover rate, I guess. Um, you know, Northwestern felt like a game that if it weren't for the turnovers, we might win that game. Bradley, the turnovers came down a little bit. And this one, of course, you know, we didn't get to actually see it. But um, just looking at the the stat sheet, the turnovers th- there. Um, and then, they, you know, what can you say about Darius? I mean, 23 points, five out of eight, three points. I can't remember what game it was. Um, well, it was this game where, you know, the first half, our three-point percentage was like crazy. Um and then the second half, it dropped <laughs> drastically. And I don't, you know, not being able to see the game or listen to the game, I don't, I don't know, you know, kind of what the, <clears throat> what that looked like. Um, but yeah, I, Darius is kind of due for one of those games at this point where he's going to drop forty on somebody. Yeah, the difference of uh, uh, turnovers in the Northwestern game: twenty-seven point six percent of the possessions. Uh, the Liberty had turned into a turnover. So Oof. one of the one of every four, Delaware State was twelve point three. So that's a, a a massive, you know, difference. And obviously a lot of credit to Northwestern. Um, but like I said, Delaware State was a pretty good team last year in forcing tournaments. It was one of the things that they actually did did fairly well. Um, so yeah. Well, I wish they would have LFSN would have showed this game instead of the New Mexico State game. I'm going to keep my comments to myself on that, but I think you know where I stand. <laughs> All right, here's the upcoming schedule. Uh, it, it's going to be kind of a boring, uh, what are we at, 15 days, something like that for, for yeah. Liberty. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, um, they've done some good things. Um, they, uh, um, they, they've they they've actually, their, their Ken Palmer ranking has gone up quite a bit since the start of the season, but that's still obviously a game, 92%. Liberty should take care of business. Um, and that, and then Clark Summit. But then we got a big week here coming up with uh, at Oral Roberts. That's a Monday night game. Really excited for that. That's going to be one of the the great, not only games for Liberty, one of the great mid-major games of the entire year. And then a, um, a home game against Bryant, who also has uh, uh, played really well over the last couple of weeks. Their campaign breaking has been shooting up. Uh, Will, what are you kind of looking at here the, these next couple of weeks, kind of heading into... Um, we're only down to uh, four Division One non-conference games left until conference play. Yeah, the, over the last few games, you kind of start seeing kind of what rotations Coach McKay is looks like he's going to go with through the season. So against Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Clark Summit, we might see some guys play more than we have seen. Then going into that Oral Roberts and Bryant game, you know, it seems like every team in the A-Sun has had some kind of um, P5 signature win this year, except for us. But, I mean, I would take a, a win over Oral Roberts and Bryant and put those up against because those are going to be two difficult teams. And as you can see there by the, you know, the percentages that we have to win, Oral Roberts 41%, Bryant slightly better, but that's still going to be a, a, a tough um, matchup. So I, I'm looking forward to those two games before we go um, against Bellarmine there on the 27th right after Christmas. I think we're really going to have a good idea of of what to expect a- after that week. Uh, Liberty goes and takes care of business of both those two teams. I'm going to feel really good about Liberty's chances to not only win the A-Sun, um, but, but maybe win the A-Sun sort of convincingly. They struggle in that. 
okay, you know, hey, uh, we've seen a lot of these ASO teams play really well. We're going to get to them in a minute. Uh, I'm going to maybe be a little less confident. Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah, I'm kind of at a place where I don't really, I still don't really know what to make of of this team. Um, it's been difficult to really kind of get a grasp on it, given what our schedule has looked like. And, um, you know, some games where we thought, man, we should have been in that more. We should have won that, but we kind of killed ourselves with turnovers and, and not being able to shoot. And then, you know, it seems like the next game we have an incredible defense that we didn't see before. So I, I'm with you. I think or Roberts and Bryant, that little two-game stretch right there, I think that's going to tell us a lot about the identity of this basketball team. Yeah, really good question here. Am I the only one who thinks that we are still struggling a bit to find a rotation? It's a good problem to have so much depth and talent, but it's tough. Really, really good comment. The Bradley game was fascinating if you look through the box score. Uh, Richie only played seven guys more than 20 minutes. And the only other guy that played was Brody, who only played six minutes, which was fascinating. I'm assuming that was probably defensively, you know. And Richie in his post game didn't particularly say that, but that's kind of what it felt like he was insinuating. Um, they really cut that rotation down to seven guys. Um, and with that, that, that rotation cut down, uh, they were able to have the their best one of their best defensive games in a long long time so uh i i think maybe you know windling down down a little bit i think they're you know brody's gonna have to you know maybe clean up some of those the, those defensive deficiencies that he might have um but there might also just be it might also be game to game um, um yeah you know who you really see um you know i think it's just i think this team is gonna really just try to exploit matchups yeah, and there's probably some other factors that we don't know about, right? I mean, somebody's got a call for somebody's, you know, not feeling that great or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it was a little bit of a head scratcher with with uh, Brody not playing as much there, um, especially the the role that he had in that Southern Miss game. But, I, you know, I think McKay probably has a good idea at this point in the season kind of what he wants to do going forward. Yeah. All right, let's talk real quick about the A-Sun. Uh, if you're watching, here's the updated Ken Palm rankings. The A-Sun continues. The, if we saw this graphic at the beginning of the year, you look at these numbers and almost everyone is up. Um, the A-Sun overall has moved up to the 19th best conference. They started the year 21st. So so that is, you know, that that's good. Uh, this stuff all matters, you know, for, for Liberty's computer numbers and all that, how, how well everyone else does. Some of the highlights, Jacksonville, a 19-point win at Campbell. Campbell had just beat Kennesaw down pretty good. So that was a big win for them. Florida Gulf Coast, man, they uh, they just continue to climb. Uh, they won uh, the Gulf Coast Showcase. That was kind of one of their own tournaments. Uh, but they did have three pretty quality mid-major teams in that NKU, Drexel, and Kansas City. So uh, FGCU, man, I, I am pumped to watch uh, Liberty FGCU. Pat Chambers, really, really good coach. Uh, came from Penn State. Uh, I don't think really got a fair shake there. Uh, had great computer numbers, but wasn't able to get through the tournament except for the COVID year. The, the tournament got canceled. He would have been in. Uh, so really mm-hmm. kind of got a tough shake there. Lipscomb won at Chattanooga. That's a top 170 team, so good for them. Uh, Kennesaw lost in the last second at VCU this week, so good for them. The only bad thing is Jacksonville State. They just continue to struggle. Their numbers continue to 
um, um, deployment. They got blown out by New Mexico over the weekend. Um, so I know that's a team with a lot of um, a, a lot of new pieces. Uh, I, I don't. I would never count them out that that they couldn't be a team that kind of figures it out towards the end of the year and is one of those really really dangerous teams uh, in uh, in the A Sun tournament. But I think they're they're pretty clearly not not going to be an A Sun contender in the regular season at least at this point. Any thoughts on the A Sun overall, uh, Will? I'm still impressed with Queens. I mean, their coach got suspended to start the season, and you know all they did was <laughs> go and win you know, four games of the five games that he was suspended against pretty good competition there. It seems like a son really knows how to pick those um, non-division one teams to come up and to move into the a son as they did with Bellarmine last year and Queens this year, uh, FGCU think it's, I think they're really good and obviously they are. And I think, and, you know, right now, if I were Richie Longshots, I would put the over on FGCU and Liberty in the uh, finals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, FGCU Jacksonville is uh, a New Year's Eve game. I don't know what time that game is, but that's the first game for uh, FGCU is against Jacksonville. So that is going to be a fun matchup. Uh, that is what I'm going to be glued, glued into for sure. Good question here from Aaron. I feel like we should uh, play Brody more. Uh, he's a replacement for Keegan, and we need that scoring. Uh, I would love us to forget, figure out a lineup with him in it more often. Yeah, I mean, I definitely you you saw how capable Brody is against Southern Miss. Love that comment, Aaron. Um, but at the same time, you also saw how well Liberty played against Bradley, how dominant they were against Bradley. That was an 11-point win that was never really close. Um, so I... I I, I totally want Brody out there as much as I can, but Liberty's problem has not been shooting at all. They've been shooting nah. like out. It's been turning the ball over and uh, playing defense. So he's kind of a, a double-edged sword there with that. But I, I have a feeling Brody's going to. Um, um, I, I have a feeling Brody is going to uh, uh, have have a a say in, in in this towards the end of the year. I think I think he's going to find a way to to get some more minutes and it might be some of the, the, uh, uh, the Richie McKay, uh, psychology, you know, you know, too, you never can count that out. Andy asks, is this a basketball stream only? <laughs> um, tonight it is. Yes. No, no. <laughs> uh, if you have any football questions, uh, let will know. I, I know absolutely nothing about football, so uh, I'm happy uh. to We'll answer anything and everything uh, that's uh, a PG or cleaner. Um, but I, I'm I'm not gonna have any sort of relatively good insight. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to call Chad and get him to jump on, or yeah. or John, or somebody else that maybe probably has some uh, <laughs> better opinions than I do at this point right now. I put I put too much salt out there on Twitter this weekend that I probably needed to walk back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay clear. All right, uh, the net the net rankings they're coming out December fifth. Will how pumped are you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm pumped or not about the net ratings. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of where Liberty lands at with that. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, it, that's funny you asked, Will. Uh, the net ranks is like <laughs> are like Christmas morning for uh, a nerd like me. I uh, can't wait for that. You know, I'll be digging into it. So I'm going to give you a quick little synopsis here. Uh, so Ken Palm ranks, we've talked about this before, but if, if you haven't heard my my rant on that, 
So Ken Palm at this point in the year still has a lot of preseason data built into it. So Liberty's ranking of, I think, 95, 96, they keep fluctuating mm-hmm. every couple hours. Um, yeah. That's not a true rating because that is still, they're getting a benefit of the doubt coming into the year. Uh, right. an- another site called uh, Torvik uh, is really good. It's kind of a Ken Palm knockoff, to be honest, but they do have a lot of really cool resources there. Um, so it's a free site. Uh, so if you don't want to pay the $22, Ken Palm just jacked up the prices, the 22 a year. Uh, for for the the game logs and all that kind of data, Torvik is a good alternative to that. And one cool thing that Torvik does that Ken Palm doesn't do is they allow you to uh, view a team's ratings uh, from certain dates. So if you're if you're watching on the screen here, it might be kind of hard to read. Sorry about that. But this is the uh, true to form. Um, rankings in the uh, in the A Sun. So this has no preseason date at all. Stetson is the top team at ninety five. Liberty is at one twenty nine. So Liberty's not not that far off. Uh, you know the, that that Ken Palm baked in preseason rankings. Maybe he's given them about thirty spots. But Liberty's also got some time to uh, make that up because Ken Palm by about the time you get into January, mid January, it'll be completely this year. Um, so if you're wondering where's Liberty going to be in the net, this is probably your best guess. Now, the net has a lot of other weird quirks to it. It's not completely just based off of like the metrics like Torvik or like Ken Palm. Um, there's a lot of strength of schedule type stuff that factors a little bit more. Uh, but if you're asking me where do you think Liberty is going to be, my best educated guess is probably around that 129 number right now. Um, Liberty's not going to have any games uh, that are are going to really change that before that December 5th release. Um, so I would say if you're, I would say that 120 to 160 range, to be honest, is probably about where I'd mm-hmm. see Liberty. Um, but Liberty can, can certainly climb back up on that um, um, as the year goes on. And, uh, uh, you know, you continue to cover spreads uh, that, that helps out, out a lot in that. So any surprises yeah. there for you? Will? I Stetson at the top is Stetson, that. Yeah. Stetson yeah. the one that is the one that jumps out because I'm so used to looking at that Ken Palm screen that you show us every week. So uh, that's the only one. I mean, everything else is kind of, uh, you know, about where what you would expect if you were going to just look at Ken Palm. Um, you know, I'm just think thinking with it seems like we're all, you know, except for maybe a few teams and, and Liberty too, um, being at the top of the Ken Palm. Everybody seems kind of bunched together. You know, it's going to be interesting when conference play to see who beats up on who um, and what kind of advantage, if Liberty can take care of its business, what kind of advantage that gives us overall. Yes, that's in the Florida Gulf Coast top 100 teams just on the data this year. And there's no teams in the 300. So, I tell you, man, the A-Sun, I- I've been so impressed. You know, yeah. I know we're, we're so excited to jump into Conference USA, and it's still going to be a much better league. Don't get me wrong at all. But it's still really cool to see the A-Sun, um, at least this last year, before they lose a lot of their really good teams, uh, uh, to really be strong. And maybe hey, maybe Florida Gulf Coast is setting themselves up to dominate this conference uh, after Liberty and, and Jacksonville State and Kennesaw uh, bounce. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, and, you know, Stetson, uh, they I feel like much like Liberty, is kind of a hard team to kind of figure out where they are. I mean, they've kind of played a schedule maybe a little bit similar to ours where they've beat up on some non-division one teams. They do have that signature win. Um, 
I guess it's a signature win at Florida State. I mean, it's an ACC school and it's in state for them um, and South Florida as well. Um, but then, you know, they lost to Campbell in overtime uh, today. And I don't know how Campbell is this year. Um, and they lost a close game to Niagara. That was the one we talked about last year that, that or last week, that tournament in um, Ireland. So it seems like they're also a little bit hard to, to have a grasp on as well. Yeah, I could see Liberty uh, uh, playing a tight game against Stetson or beating him by 30. Yeah. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad Hassan, breaking news in this chat tonight. Stay tuned. So I don't, I don't know if Chad's going to hijack the show. He's welcome to. Uh, this is uh, this is his baby. Chad, so. Yeah, Chad and the, uh, the Mrs. Are, are watching on TV tonight. So shout out to, to the Hassan family. What a way to spend a Sunday night. That's that's beautiful. Watching us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for. All right. Will, what time is it? Liberty Line. Richie Longshots. Oh wow! What's look, up? Look at Man, that dressed up shirt. for the show tonight. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I flew flew back from a little dinner uh, with the wife and some family, and uh, made it home with about five minutes to spare. So we we Indeed. made it happen. We got here in time. What a guy! He could never he could never miss a show. He's just uh, uh, just on it. Hey, and Bill Powell, Bill Powell, and the misses are watching. Oh, I got to be on my best behavior tonight, then. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let let's keep it. Is, let's keep it at least PG thirteen. Is there news to break? Is there something going on? I, I don't know. I I want Chad to just jump on here and and break it. Um, that that's what I hope it has something to do Chad, with. Chad, technically, Deion I'll break Sanders. the news. Yes, Deion Sanders. That Deion Sanders. I I'm not an insider, but I'm confidently enough. Inside enough to say that Deion Sanders will not be the next coach yeah, of Liberty too. University. <laughs> I will confidently say, like, there's a few names, and and I did a blog that might uh, drop soon where I, I break down the list of potential coaches with uh, what I think the odds are, and I didn't even put Deion on the list. With uh, man, I, I yeah, I just it would make uh, Kirby and I happy because he's a former Brave and a former Reds player. Yeah, I mean, I would love it. It would be a hoot, but. I'm a logical person. Boo. Chad taking shots on here without a oh, uh, come on. Come on, Chad. Boom roasted. Sheesh. All right. Well, here's what Not we did. Nice. Here's what we did last week. Uh, no one had a good week except for John Manson, Chad. Uh, John was six and five. How about that? We were all were uh, five and six. Uh, the death pick of Delaware State plus twenty four. <laughs> we called we called it last week. We said Liberty's definitely going to cover, uh, and it happened. So anytime we all pick uh, the same game, yeah, uh, go bet the mortgage against the other because it's definitely going to happen. Uh, and we real- couldn't even watch that game. Hey, that was even- the, uh, <laughs> I had people like tech, uh, tweeting me like, "Hey, how do I watch this game?" I'm like, "You can't, and you don't need to. Keep it moving." <laughs> Keep it moving. Oh, yeah. My my worst. I started, well, 4-0. Uh, my worst one. Oh, man. North Florida. Whew. 
I don't know what what was I thinking. That and Jacksonville State. I knew those were bad picks, and sure enough, they were, they were <laughs> really, really bad picks. I'm also I'm just looking at that Dayton final score. I'm glad I didn't watch that game because that had to have been in the same breath as us and Bradley. Where I'm like, I, I I'm not watch, I can't watch this game anymore. This is sending basketball back years at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that's not good for anything. All right, no. our our picks of the week for week four. Let's have a good week, everyone. Yep. Uh, Richie Longshot's leading the way at twenty eleven and one. Uh, I'm second, but still under five hundred. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Fifteen and seventeen. Chad at fourteen and eighteen. And hey, John, he's coming back. He's he's twelve and twenty. Could he catch Chad this week? He might. He might might catch might catch me. So we'll see. It's tight. Uh, maybe he catches him. You know, early on with two different picks right off the gate here. So yeah. uh, Tuesday night, Virginia minus five at Michigan. Uh, long shots. Me and you both liked uh, Virginia uh minus five uh this is a this was a tough game i I went back and forth in this but i'm just like i just think virginia is such a so much better of a team yep um that 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 i went with it but i don't i don't love this i don't love this line at all no i i looked at it and i just looked at kind of who virginia has played so far this year um i think it's a team that's not going to mind going on the road like i texted you earlier i did some some legit kind of research for this week so I feel good. I saw, you know, five and six isn't enough to get it done. I got to, I got to, you know, get back in the lab and uh, do what I have to do. So I'm pulling up my notes now. So I'll be going back and forth, but I just think Virginia, you know, they've played some better teams. It's going to be a marquee game. Uh, they're five and oh on the year. Uh, Michigan two and four against the spread this year, one and three at home. So give me, you know, Virginia one and oh um, on the road this year against the spread. So. I yeah. think, you know, Virginia's going to be able to score points. Yeah, second game, Queens of Bowling Green. Bowling Green, a one-point favorite. Uh, John is the only dissenter here going with uh, taking Queens plus one on the road. I didn't love this game. I don't. I wouldn't want to actually bet real money on this. That's why I love to put these kind of games on there because they're tough. Yeah. Uh, I just went with the home team. I mean, that's pretty much my thought here. I went with the home team. I don't think either one of these teams are really all that good. Uh, I, I think – Bowling Green, like ESPN gave them like a 68% chance to win the game, or it was something like along those lines. Um, they've played a little bit of a tougher schedule than, than Queens. You know, they've played St. Bonaventure. They've played Notre Dame. Um, so I just, you know what? Give me the home team. Yeah. Go with the Falcons. Go with the Falcons. Yeah. Bellarmine at Kentucky. Bellarmine covered at Duke last week. Uh, I think Duke is uh, better right now than Kentucky. That was my line of thinking here. Bellarmine's just a a team that's really hard to cover a 25-point spread against, just the way they play. Um, You know they're going to be able to find ways to score some points against Kentucky. Um, I I think this game will never be close, but it's hard to see Kentucky covering 25 points. And there's also a low-key look-ahead game. Um, Kentucky, uh, you know, I know this, they just played North Florida, but tough loss to Gonzaga. Their next game against Michigan at Michigan. So, you know, definitely going to be something they're going to be looking forward. So in the same boat, Bellarmine should be able to keep it close. Not not keep it close, but keep it within the number. Um, you know, hopefully it won't get blown out too bad. But, yeah, Bellarmine just played UCLA, lost by 21. So, 
they can keep it close. They kept it close against Duke with those big spreads. So I like to I like that in a you know, a team when they're a big time long shot. Yeah. First game we feel different on uh, North Carolina at Indiana. I I haven't been a big believer in the Tar Heels, man. I just six points on the road. I I don't think Indiana's you know necessarily a a great team, but I I just I can't I can't. I can't trust North Carolina to cover six points on the road. And I made this pick before they played in a quadruple overtime game today. So that's that, that wasn't, I didn't factor that into everything. I just want that on the record. Cause a four overtime game, you literally just played another half of college basketball. So um, not sure how much I love that UNC uh, against the spread one in five this year. Not great. Um, but Indiana, their their schedule so far this year, JSU, uh, Ar- uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Miami of Ohio, Xavier, a team named BCU. I don't know who that is. Um, so, you know, they haven't really played anyone quite like North Carolina yet. So uh, that's my, my rationale there. And uh, I'll always root for the Tar Heels. So my hatred for Duke runs that deep. <laughs> All right, uh, Jacksonville at UAB. We're split on this one as well. Split across the board. Uh, you and Chad going with UAB minus 13. Uh, me and John going with Jacksonville. Uh, I love UAB. I keep betting and picking against them. I think they are a great, great mid-major team, but their lines are just so big. Like, I don't – they have really great, like, Ken Palm numbers, but 13 points against Jacksonville team, that, that's a good defensive team – I think UAB is a great team. I just, I, I just don't like thirteen points. It is when when they played um, USF last week. Spur, you know, this past week, spread was sixteen and a half. They didn't cover. Um, they did play Presbyterian, blew the doors off of them. But obviously, Jacksonville's a little bit better than them. Um, I just like UAB at home, two and zero this year against the spread, and uh, you know, good good numbers defensively um i think it's you know be one of the the better teams jacksonville's played defensively uh, you know other than duke um but you know they got blown out against duke so who knows what they're going to be uh bringing but give me give me the home team in that game and uh fingers crossed yeah fun game to watch all right the kiss of death of the week goes yep, to florida gulf coast uh we all four said they'll uh cover two points against georgia southern uh I mean, it's just I don't know how Florida Gulf Coast is an underdog in this. That yeah, I'm the same way. There's no way when that when that spread goes live, you know, Wednesday morning that that line's going to be two. No I shot. don't know. I don't know. Southern Miss was an underdog, uh, a two point underdog in a game this week that uh, yeah, they they blew the doors off someone. I don't even remember who they played, but I don't know. Vegas doesn't always get these mid uh, major games right. Georgia Southern's a no. a, a, a decent team. Um, Actually, uh, won some money on them today covering a spread, um, but but yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't love that. They no, yeah, they've been decent this year, um, but I just like Florida. You know, I if it's a coin flip game, which I think it is, give give me the team that's catching a couple points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the games of the week, Creighton at Texas. Yes. Uh, excited about this. Went back and forth a lot in this. Uh, I mean, Creighton was a preseason top 10 team. Texas, you know, has has been the darling so far this year. I think they're mm-hmm. number, number one right now in Ken Palm. Um, I mean, I love Texas in this game. I, I think they're absolutely going to win. 
I just eight points is a lot. That that's that that was my my rationale with why I went in Creighton. But uh, long shots, you think Texas is going to get it done? You think they're going to cover the eight points? I do. I think they've had enough time from Gonzaga where they got through the games that would have been a letdown. Um, Creighton just lost at Arizona. They just played you know games back to back to back. Texas Tech, Arkansas, Arizona, and then you know yeah they'll have a little bit of time off, but might be too much time off. Um, you know going. Into Texas, Texas is going to be a tough place to play, and I just I like Texas a lot this year. You know they are the darlings, and I think it's for good reason. But I do think this is the marquee game of the week. Um, definitely one I'm going to watch. Well, Gonzaga at Baylor, we all took Baylor minus one. Um, this is a neutral site game. I mean, this is this uh, like it is actually a coin flip game. I think I could yeah. see this game going going either way. Chad's the only one who took Gonzaga took the the point. Um, I don't hate that. It's just really which team shows up. Yes. Packers game. He, he never he never. No, all their cuts coming back. He never sleeps. No. Got to keep it moving. Listen, I saw a tweet today. Could be the luckiest day of my life, and I wouldn't know if I wasn't gambling. So. <laughs> All right, but man, me and long me and long shots and John got got Baylor minus one. Um, yeah, why is this game in South Dakota? Uh, I think it's like a tournament. What's in South, it's a tournament. Okay. They do a tournament at a I think it's called like the 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 Pentagon. They, it they says just, Stanford Sports Pentagon. Yeah, it, it's a. It it may not be a tournament. It may be more of like a showcase type thing. Okay, because obviously yeah. Gonzaga and Baylor wouldn't be playing the first game. No, uh, if it was a tournament, I think it's like a showcase, or maybe you know, there's multiple games. Uh, maybe they have men and women's. It's a whole. And the game, the game is on Peacock. So if you need my login for that, let me know. I actually have Peacock, so yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, they got the Hallmark Channel, so you know we're we're locked into that this time of year. Big, big time of year for the Hallmark Channel. I yeah. walked into my parents' house, pick up the dog, and Hallmark Channel Christmas movie. The they also have the WWE Network. Yes, they do. I, I caught the end of uh, War Games yesterday. It was good. I thought it was, it was good. a good pay per view. I'll I'll tip. I'll, I will admit when they do a good job, they did a good job. I won't be a hater all the time. <laughs> all right, yeah. Go from the Hallmark to WWE. I mean, I, just it flows flows well. We're we're ready for everything. EKU plus sixteen at JMU. Our guy John is taking the Duke Dogs. To cover a 16-point spread, uh, EKU is the kind of team that you never know what to expect. They they play that super fast tempo. So, yeah, I mean, they could absolutely get run out of the building against anyone if they're not shooting, but I, I can't. 16 points. It's, it's a lot of points. JMU this year, though, 4-1 and one against the spread. Kind of impressive, but they ended up, I texted you. We were like, that's so many points. JMU was losing to Valparaiso. Shout out to my Lutheran schools out there. Um, and they came back and lost by two. But their spread was 15 and a half. And they lost outright. So, I uh, give me all the points. Um, they actually, they have been, crunch of numbers, they have been double-digit favorites twice this year. And they've only covered once. Or three times they've only covered once. So, it's a lot of, a lot of points for them to cover. Also, side note, I need an A.J. Brown touchdown to win, like, $500. Um, so, wow, that's we're, 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 we're trying to get that home. That'll save the weekend. Let me get that sure one. you put that in my children's college fund. It's 10%, baby. You know how it goes. 
<laughs> Let me get that 100 gambling number up on the screen after 500 bills are being discussed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the second kiss of death of the week, Liberty yeah. minus 16, Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, I, I just, you know, the Delaware State was 24. This one's only 16. Uh, I, I think Liberty will cover this. Um, they don't have a lot of games to prepare for this this upcoming weeks. Like, so they're going to have all the time in the world to prepare for Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, I yeah. know, I know, Richie wants the boys to uh, really have some good performances in these these. Uh, uh, this is their last. Is this their last? Uh, second to last um, home non conference game. The other ones against Grambling. So you know they're mm-hmm. going to want to play well in these these home games. So. I, I just I, I think I think they'll cover the 16. But again, it is the kiss of death. So um, I'm in the same boat. I think it'll be similar to, to you know what we didn't see on Saturday night. Um, last game before a little bit of a layoff before the two big Oral Roberts Bryant game. The Bryant game is going to be awesome. John Rothstein has been tweeting about this game like all summer. He's been like, "This is a huge mid-major game." He's like, "Darius McGee, like this is a this is I honestly I have." Never said it on here, but I think that game against Bryant is the biggest non-conference game. You know, take out the Alabama. Like, obviously, those games are important to win, but when you look at, like, mid-major, the scope of everything, you know, that's going to be a really good test of, you know, where we're at getting ready for A-Sun play. Yeah, yeah. I The Oral Roberts one could do a lot more help to, like, the net ranks and stuff like that because it's a yeah. true road game. Um, I don't know if they'll classify that as as like a semi road game for Liberty. I think Ken Palm will will call the Bryant game a semi road game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if the net will call it a full neutral game or not because it is in Massachusetts, uh, so it's definitely a much bigger advantage for Bradley. All right, and then the last game of the week, long shots went with John on St. Mary's. I know Houston played a, a pretty poor performance, for able to sneak away against Kent State. I think Houston's the best team in the country. Um, oh, I love this Houston team. Uh, they didn't show it yesterday, but put them up against anyone. I think right now they're the best. They may not be the best at the end of the year. Uh, some of these teams with, uh, um, some younger talent might, uh, surpass them. But if, 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 if the NCAA tournament started tomorrow, I would pick Houston to win the title. So eight points against St. Mary's no brainer for me. I just, I don't love who Houston has played. St. Joe's or Roberts, obviously, uh, you know, a nice win. Texas State, Oregon, Kent State, who they struggled with. It's, and I, I think St. Mary's, you know, Washington, Vandy, uh, they, you know, they played some Power 5 teams. And just eight points. And I always like St. Mary's. You know, they're always, they, you know, they're used to playing those big games against Gonzaga. Um, so, just thought eight points, I'll take, I'll take the points. Yeah, no disrespect to the Gales. Great program. Yeah. Uh, what Randy Bennett has done there. Um, one of the most impressive coaching jobs over the last decade plus in college basketball. Because that is a tiny, tiny school that had like literally no basketball program at all before he came. And he's turned them into a perennial yeah. uh, top 25 borderline team every single year. So all the credit in the world. I just, like I said, I think Houston right now is the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to pick them against the spread I, pretty much against they'll, anyone they'll, until I really feel otherwise. They'll, they'll be one on Monday tomorrow. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Texas, with, with maybe North Texas. Carolina losing. Maybe Texas. Maybe, passes maybe them. Texas. 
Yeah. It, 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 still, I mean, it, they're there. Yeah. My points. So, yeah, we'll see how this week shakes out. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, ooh, long shot. You moved up to the top after we. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure which where I was going to end up. I was like, yeah. ooh. Wild. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about you at the top. I mean, I. I know it threw me for a loop. I was yeah. like moving because I'm I'm getting my hair's getting blocked by the the Jason Porter ad up top. I'm like let me move back a little bit. Like I don't know what to do on the top top screen. Lean back, but we'll make it work. Very good. Well, any final words of wisdom for us? You know, if you want to talk a little uh, uh, football, whatever, you give us your final thoughts. The, the the podium is yours. You've been on your best behavior tonight. We appreciate it. Take it away. Uh, you know, I, I just think, and I, I said it yesterday in the, the live space, but we're truly in such an awesome time of Liberty Athletics. And when I was on campus from 2010 to 2013, we like just missed the, the uh, football playoffs every single year. We, we lucked into going dancing in 2013, which was a wild situation. But, you know, just to think of, of what's happened and, and no matter what happens in the next 48 hours with everything, there, there's still so much to, to, to be thankful for, for us to focus on. You know, yes, football is important. I love football. But, but you know, college basketball has been that consistent over the last four or five years on the national stage. I think the uh, win against Mississippi State was the biggest win in any sport in school history. Um, and I'm a believer in in basketball, in what they're doing um, and, and what they're capable of. And, and we had a great, you know, we were talking yesterday about how, you know, you know, Richie McKay, how in 2020, if that tournament doesn't get canceled and we win the first two games and we get out of that first weekend, is he gone? I think yes. There's a good chance, you know, you beat Mississippi State and then the next year you go to the Sweet 16 uh, you're getting power five looks. So, uh, you know, we're lucky to have him. Um, and I'm excited about the the future. I think once this team gels, uh, we're going to be in a good spot and we're going to be having a lot of fun in March. Yeah, I thought that was a f- fascinating point that you made. I hadn't really, really thought of it. And there was a lot less coaching changes that year, too, because of, of COVID. Teams just, you know, said, hey, let's just give this guy another year. We're in a weird spot anyways. We don't want to bring a new coach in right now. So, yeah, that's a fascinating point. I will never know the truth to no. that um, unless uh, uh, John Manson gives us a scoop. Um, but, uh, but yeah, fascinating thought and Hey, maybe a break and uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, uh, for the rest of the season. I think, I think this team's, this seems good. I don't know how good, um, but I'm excited to, to find out. Mr. Longshots, pleasure as always. Thank you guys enjoy Have- the rest of the night. We'll see you. See you on Twitter. Sure. It'll be a, an eventful uh, 24. <laughs> see you buddy all right will any final words of wisdom from from the reverend uh before we part this <laughs> evening no uh just you know i don't know if you look at the basketball season like i do we're in kind of chunks and so we're past that thanksgiving part of the season and you know i think there's still a lot of potential here for the basketball team i still think there's a lot of I think the best is yet to come for this team. So I'm looking forward to going through that that last part of the out-of-conference schedule. And then, you know, I think it really gets fun when we start with Bellarmine on the 27th and and start uh, making our way towards the ASUN tournament through the conference season. And 
uh, well said by Richie Longshot. So just so thankful for Coach McKay and, uh, you know, uh, staying here and, and coming back here. I mean, you know, any, anytime we watch uh, Liberty on TV with, with someone not named Matt Warner calling the game and Paul Nazigan, like that's, that's what they always say is his second stint at Liberty. You know, that's very, it's so uncommon to see something like that. So just thankful for coach McKay and, and how he represents the university and how well he leads and feels like we always have a chance to be a really great team uh, while coach McKay is here. Awesome. Yeah. Big win against Bradley. I think that win is going to age very well. Um, I think overall a, a really positive week for Liberty basketball this past week. Obviously, it have been great to knock off Northwestern, but if you would have told me this is the week we would have had coming in, I probably would have said, yep, sign me up. I'll take it. Um, um, I think it was a good good way to set up uh, the rest of the season. Next week, we were not going to be back on Sunday night. I'm actually going to be traveling on Sunday next week. Uh, not a lot going on. Not a ton of big games, so um, we'll try to do these shows on Sunday night as much as possible. We might try to sneak in a show at some point midweek, maybe uh, uh, the week after next. We'll, we'll we'll let you guys know if 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 that happens. Um, as always, uh, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe to a C Red on YouTube. Um, really helps us continue to grow the show. All kinds of great content. Uh, C Red is your place for all the latest you free freeze news. Um, all the latest on potential coaching searches, all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, of course, Liberty basketball as well with all kinds of press conferences and all that subscribe on YouTube. See if red podcast also up on all your favorite uh, podcast platforms. subscribe there, five star reviews, all that kind of fun stuff uh, for will for long shots. Uh, thanks to our guest, Kyle road and uh, Jason Porter as always uh, for his support uh, of the see red live show. Uh, my name is Nick. Have a great night, everyone.